Step into the world of decay, abandonment, and chaos. The story of an urban explorer starts here, at the beginning. Welcome to the podcast you've been looking for all along. This is No Tracers. Here, we take only photos. We leave only footprints. And remember, leave no trace. Welcome back to the No Tracers podcast. What's up, everybody? My name is K, just the letter K, and I am known as No Tracers. Welcome to the podcast. If you're new, hit the subscribe button. If you've been listening for, you know, one episode or 75 episodes, well, thank you for supporting the show. I really do appreciate it. You guys are the reason the show is continuing. And, hey, we're about to hit 20,000 plays, so thank you guys so much for your, your continued support, for sharing the podcast, and for being a part of this journey that I'm on. If you want to come on the No Tracers podcast to share your stories of urban exploration, hit me up at no.tracers on Instagram or no tracers on TikTok. You can also check this podcast out along with my urban exploration videos on the No Tracers Urbex YouTube channel. It's just youtube.com slash no tracers urbex. And you can uh, check out my visuals over there. If you guys want to read the blog, notracers.com. If you guys want to get some merchandise, and by merchandise I mean t-shirts, a duffel bag, or a copy of my photography book, No Tracers, an Urban Explorer's Diary, hit up justtheletterk.com slash notracers. Thank you guys for listening. This week on the podcast, I'm speaking with Chicago Gin. But before we jump into it, I need to thank our partner on the podcast, Liquid Death Mountain Water. I've been partnered with them for over a year since I started this podcast, actually. Super excited to be working with them. Uh, They're actually hooking my band up, uh, my band Matriarchs. We are going on tour in April. I'll put our tour dates down below if you guys are in the the Florida area, Texas, uh, uh, Indianapolis, Ohio, uh, Michigan. We're going to be coming through those areas. So if you guys want to come to a show and watch me scream my vocal cords out, um, Come check out Matriarchs. We'll be on tour with a band called To Us Below and War. So if you guys want to come to a show, I'll put the tour dates down below for you. All right. Uh, if you guys want to know more about Liquid Death and get 10% off your order at liquiddeath.com, use code just the letter K. I've actually made an advertisement for you. Here it is in three, two, one. Welcome to a new kind of experience that is not for the faint of heart. A new kind of water straight from the Austrian Alps, packaged in beautifully rugged aluminum cans. So if you want to stand out, if you want to murder your thirst and give back to the planet, give liquid death a try. The only thing that stands between you and the Reaper is a can of liquid death. Not for the faint of heart. All right, without further ado, Chicago Jen, please introduce yourself and how long you've been exploring to the No Tracers audience and tell us how you got into exploring. Hi, um, I'm Chicago Jen from Chicago, obviously. Um, I started exploring maybe 2016, at the end of 2016. Um, basically, I had just bought a camera and I wanted something to do. So I got on Instagram, started looking around at different pictures and stuff and started seeing a lot of 
abandonment. And I saw this one uh, church in particular that I really wanted to go see. And it was in Chicago. I found out where it was at. Um, did you want me to go into that? I'm sorry. Yeah, no, for sure. So yeah, take me into that first exploration of that church. Like, uh, like what did you do? How did you like, how'd you get in? And, uh, also like, how did you get the location? Cause a lot of people that are starting out as urban explorers, like are, have no idea how to do this kind of stuff. Like, did you ask somebody, did you do it yourself? Like, did you get on Google? Like, where did you find the, the location for it? Okay. Yeah. Um, basically I got on Google started looking um i found out that it was a synagogue actually not just a like catholic church or something like that so i just started looking up keywords about synagogues you know chicago stuff like that and i eventually found it just that way me and my girlfriend went to go check it out and i had never done anything like that before the whole church is like was like just i've had this huge black fence around it and it looks so big to me I'm not like a big climber or anything like that, but I, we were just sitting there kind of like, just like looking around, didn't really want to get in trouble trying to climb this fence or anything. And then like four other kids, like young kids, they came up to us in the alley. We saw them at the end of the alley kind of, and they just walked up to us and they were like, are you guys trying to get in here? And we were like, yeah, kind of. So they like hoisted the young, young, the like skinniest girl up to like the uh, fire escape. She went up there, I guess, got in somehow through a window or something and went and opened up a door in the front. And basically everybody, except for me, because I was so chicken to climb the fence, everyone, even my girlfriend that doesn't even climb at all, climbed the fence. Everybody went in. They went exploring or whatever. My girlfriend called me on the phone. She was like, you have to get in here. This is the coolest thing ever. And I was like, just still outside, so scared. I don't know why I was so scared. And finally she came out. I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. She finally came out and she's showing me like all the pictures and stuff. And I was like, oh, great. We walked to the end of the alley to leave. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I have to do it because if I don't, I'm going to regret it. So I went back, climbed, climbed over the fence, got in. And I was, it was just like the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life. I was just, just enthralled with everything that was in there. The stained glass. Um, I mean, it's a pretty big synagogue. If, uh, around 2016, if you explored in Chicago, everybody knows which synagogue it is. Now it's condos or apartments or something now, but at the time it was just like the best thing I've ever seen in my life ever. Wow. And I really didn't wow. know anything about taking pictures, but I tried. My pictures aren't that great, but it's just a really good memory to have. Yeah. And the fact that you like conquered a fear that day as well, like I think that speaks <laughs> volumes, you know, especially for yeah. like a new urban explorer like there's always that first step you have to take into the place where you're like I don't know if I should do it like you're crossing right. a threshold into a world that is like very taboo and right. uh something that is you know trespassing you know we could go we could dive into trespassing and the legality of the the hobby we love but aside from that um when what kind of camera did you use uh when you first started out doing this um, when I first started, I had a, a Nikon. It was, uh, I think it was a D5100. It was okay. just a, you know, a starter camera. I bought it off someone mm -hmm. used. And just from there, I was like trying different things, trying to see what worked. I basically, everything that I know, I taught myself or, you know, on YouTube or whatever, watching videos. Um, but now I shoot with um, a Sony a7 II, which is a whole different dimension from that, <laughs> that starter camera 
but um you know sometimes i'll take pictures with my my uh, my phone it's just it's just what i have but most i always carry my camera yeah i'm the same way you know i mean i'm a photographer and videographer by trade so that's what i do full-time freelance but I always have a camera on me no matter where I'm going. Even if it's not for the purpose of taking pictures, I always have it with me. So I totally, totally understand that. Like, you never know when something's going to come up or, you know, somebody's going to need something or, you know, you might stumble across something abandoned. And I mean, I was coming back from a gig the other day that was like an hour away from me. And uh, we can talk about this. Have you ever, like, gone past an abandoned place and not gone into it and then been like, shit, like, I should have gone into that. Like, why? And you just, like, regret it. Because for me... The other day I was driving home and drove past a, an abandoned marathon gas station uh-huh. and it looked like the actual building had been like imploded and the, the outside where like the gas pumps used to be was perfectly pristine and I, I so regret not stopping <laughs> and taking photos. <laughs> I do that all the time. Like we'll pass stuff, especially if we're like on a road trip or something, we'll yeah. pass houses or something and I'll pin it and I won't put like, I'll just put like possible house or something. And so, like, I totally forget about all these pins that I have. When I go back later, I'm like, see all these, like, possible house, possible this, possible that. And I'm like, what is this? I leave no, like, clue. What yeah. it be it's, it's horrible. I have all these just extra pins just sitting there. And then they're, like, so far, I don't want to drive just to look at this one thing. Yeah. Or to possibly be something. Yeah, exactly. No, it's totally, I, I completely agree. And, you know, fortunately for me, this this abandoned gas station that I passed, like, I will be able to go back to it because I frequently go out to this place where I, I film robots for a robotics company. And, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that I'll pass it again, but it was like on like a side street, you know? So, and I didn't pin it like an idiot. Cause I was not focused on like, I was like trying yeah. to, you know, not get hit by another car or whatever, but like, yeah, yeah I, I hope I, I hope I see it again because it was so cool just to like pass an old gas station like that. And I, I don't know what it is about gas stations that fascinates me, you know? And I mean that in like churches and asylums are like my favorite. Do you have like a, a preferred thing you like to explore? Um, I really like churches and funeral homes and I've lately I've been getting into like power plants. I haven't Ooh. explored that many, maybe like three, but the pictures from the, these power plants that I see are just crazy. And I just want to, I want to go to all of them, but they're usually like heavy security stuff yeah. like that. But I mean, I'll do it. It's just, I don't, I'm not, I'm not like one to just run up on a place and not know anything about it. I like to like research stuff and then do it and usually a lot of times I reach research so much it's like too late or something a lot of times right yeah no I totally got you and you know there the other thing about it is like doing research beforehand trying to find places like oftentimes I'll do research on something for like a week two weeks whatever and then I'll go there and it's gone you know the place is not there anymore and you like missed that window or the the blog or forum or whatever like Atlas Obscura you know whatever website you're on Oftentimes, like it's it's been demolished, and the blog post was written like years ago. So I I feel yeah. like we often ha- run into that problem. Um, for you, how did you come up with your username on Instagram? I know this is you know a, a normal thing for us to like come up with Instagram names, but uh, what made you go with Chicago Gin? Because I love Chicago. I love the city. I I grew up in Indiana, but um, I was born here, and I moved back when I was in my twenties, younger twenties. And just, I love everything about the city. So that's why I just said Chicago Gen. And it, it. it really stuck with me. A lot of people say they like the name because I was going to change it like maybe a year after I started exploring. And everyone was like, no, just keep it, keep it. 
So it's stuck. And I like it. Yeah, I dig it. Um, can you talk about gear that you bring to these places? And this could be uh, the kind of shoes you wear, maybe a backpack, a light, anything that you could recommend for new explorers that are just getting into the hobby? Um, well, I travel with a lot of stuff. I mean, I, I have a heavy uh, tripod. I'm not really sure of the name, but it's it's. I've seen a lot of people have it. It's got like an orange little top. I've seen a lot of people have it. I don't remember the name. Uh, I have a low pro backpack. And then I carry a little, a light and the light, I'm not really sure what the name of it is either, but I've got it. Uh, someone actually bought it for me off of Amazon. It was 20 bucks. And this light is so bright. It like shines the dark. Like I just went into um, a really like pitch black theater, like a couple months ago. And this light really, really did really good for $20. It was, it's a steal. So, I mean, I could show it. <laughs> I mean, people, if they've seen it, they've seen it on my, uh, on my story a lot. I've recommended it. Um, yeah. Other than that, I, you know, I, my, I usually wear Vans stuff like that. I have my Doc Martens, but I, I'm, I'm stupid. I usually just wear my Vans. I'm careful. <laughs> sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. People are like, wear like steel-toed boots or whatever, and I'm like, yo, that's so heavy on my feet. You know, yeah. Like, I'm not about to like stomp around in these heavy-ass boots. Like, what if I need to run somewhere? Like, that's not gonna I work. I stepped for me. on a nail once. Yeah, and it went through my shoe. But ever since then, I'm like extra careful. Yeah, so definitely. I, I had that. Happen. Got you. Um, have you had speaking of like stepping on nails? Do you have any urban exploration injury stories you could share? Not like really bad injuries, but I remember like maybe a year into exploring, I was we were going to check out this church, and we found out the church was actually active. So we were just driving around that neighborhood. We saw this building and all the windows were all boarded up and everything. So we we're like, oh, cool. Let's go check this out. It's got to be abandoned. We looked it up and everything, looked up the number. The number, the phone number was off. So it was like, definitely it's got to be abandoned. We were checking it out, trying to find a way in, saw a basement window that was so little. I, I don't even know how I squeezed into it, but I squeezed into it somehow. And I was like holding on to the outside of the window, the frame. I must have grabbed the wrong area, like the of metal or something, and the metal was like already worn out, so it broke. I fell back like maybe like ten feet probably down. But I landed like between these two huge incinerators, like right perfectly in the middle, like slammed my head down. I probably went was out for a couple seconds, but like I finally my, opened up my eyes and I could see my friend in the window. He was just like, Holy shit, are you okay? Are you okay? And then I go, like, I'm, like, just sitting there for a minute get, catching my bearings. I get back up, and I'm, like, okay, well, I'm going to go upstairs and figure out if we can get in at least. And get upstairs, and the whole door is completely, it's locked, completely boarded up and everything. So it was no-go. I didn't even know how I was going to get back out. Finally, my friend, like, my friend pretty much had to drag me back through the window. I found some chair or something to climb on. He pretty much dragged me through the window. But the thing, the next week... We went back to go see this place again, and the doors open, and people are going inside. I was like, "Oh my god, what? this place wasn't even abandoned." Oh my god, it was crazy. Oh my craziness. god, I've been hearing more and more stories like this uh, about you know going into an abandoned place and then finding out it's not actually abandoned. Like, yeah. uh, I just had a couple on the show. I just interviewed them, so that episode will come out uh, later. But they went into a house and 
they went back like the next morning or the night the, like later that evening or something and there were lights on at the house like somebody was living yeah, in yeah. the house and they were like we totally like could have gotten caught in this house like that's I, I feel like these stories are becoming more and more common just because like more people are exploring now you know like the community yeah. is growing so big that like there's so and there's so many things that are like partially abandoned or being renovated or whatever and they, they all yeah. look very similar that's especially with houses you never know yeah. when we we drove down to new orleans last april and we went through like mississippi and tennessee we went through all these states and we would see these houses that were like completely boarded up and then we'd see people in the back like grilling and stuff and i was like <laughs> oh my god this is crazy i was like uh, this is that scares me about going into houses because you never know yeah yeah, I, I don't really go into houses. I've been in like one or two houses, honestly, like over the several years I've been doing this. And one of them was like a trashed hoarder's house. Like there was just so much stuff in the house. And I was like, this is gross. Like it, it was gross. And I, so I like don't like houses very much. But I mean, like a mansion, I'll go into a mansion. You know, my, my yeah. friend abandoned Nashville and Big Banks just hit this like $27 million mansion in, in Florida today on like Instagram live. And they were walking around it showing like the beachfront property and like this whole thing. And I was like, okay, I could do a mansion. Like that's pretty cool. They get into some nice mansions. They definitely do. Yeah. Ben in Nashville and big banks. I actually met them both at the same time and we all went exploring together and here in Nashville and it, it was amazing. We hit this school and it was, it had been like destroyed by a tornado. So that like the roof was taken off and yeah. some of the classrooms were fucked up, but I mean, it was super cool to see. And I, I printed some of the photos from that and they're actually hanging in my house. And I, I think it's super important to like print your photography. I feel like that's like a lost art that people don't do enough of. Um, but Going back to your story, uh, can you bring me into your scariest exploration? Um, the scariest, um, as in like paranormal or like almost. Yeah, we could caught. go. We could go paranormal. We could go both. Honestly, like paranormal stuff, uh, getting caught, running into people, anything like that. Um, well, there's one story that I remember. It was, it was last year. We went. We were in Detroit, and me and a couple people. We wanted, we were exploring out there and I was like, oh, I have the strip club, but I don't really know a whole lot about it. I know it's closed or whatever. I mean, I don't know about alarms. I don't know anybody that's really hit it or anything yet. They're like, well, let's just go check it out. We went to go check it out. Ended up the back door was be was open. So we went in, but as soon as we stepped into the hallway, an alarm went off. So we mm -hmm. went back out. We waited outside for a little bit, just you know, to see if cops came or anything. No one came for like an hour. So we went back, went back in and I should have known when we went back in, the alarm was off. Didn't, didn't really think about it. We were just so excited to be inside. We're like, let's hurry up and shoot and get out. So we're just shooting whatever. And at the time, my girlfriend, she didn't want to come in. She didn't, she didn't want to have anything to do with the alarm or anything like that. <laughs> so she was just like waiting outside, kind of like being our lookout. And she calls me and she's like, um, somebody just pulled into the parking lot and he's getting out of his car. And I was like, oh shit, is it like a cop or is it just like some like owner? And she's like, I think it's an owner. I was like, okay, so like we're trying to hurry up, put all our shit together, stuff it in our bag, running towards the back door. She's like on the phone with me. She's like, she's going up to the front door right now with his keys. So we're like at the back door because the back and front door are both on the side. And you, so if we would have ran out the door, he would have saw us. 
So we're waiting right by the back door, just waiting for him. She's like, he's putting his key in now. And like, you could hear him putting the key in. As soon as he Mm -hmm. opened it, we like ran out the back door and just zoomed out. I was so scared because I had no idea what was going to happen. I'm like yelling at her, come pick us up in the alley. She has no idea what alley we're in. It's like, we're right here. She's like, it's a one way. I'm like, oh my God, just pick us up, please. But that was like the closest I think that we came to getting caught. Oh my God. That's always like a scary feeling. And the fact that you like described that you could hear him put the key in the door, like that's crazy. Oh my God. And like something about like abandoned strip clubs still having alarms. Like I had a similar experience in Denver in a, a strip club. Uh, my friend actually found where the lights were. And so he hit the breaker, which activated the alarm, obviously, because power. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so the alarm goes off and we're like, well, shit, now we got to go. <laughs> but it was it was cool to see this place and like experience. Like I've only been to like one strip club and I was actually doing photography at it. And it was like a really nice strip club. And then to go to this abandoned strip club was like just the complete opposite. So it was like a <laughs> super crazy experience. But yeah, something about those places is a... Uh, very, very interesting. And uh, what about your riskiest exploration story or your most dangerous one? Oh, most dangerous. I don't know if I have, like, I mean, I'm sure I do. I mean, there's been a lot of ones, like, I can think of another funeral home that we went to that it, it was closed and someone ended up buying it within, like, couple days that we were had been like checking the place out like driving around it so someone bought it and he was out there was a guy out when we pulled up there was a guy sitting in the parking lot we just assumed he was sitting there because he looked like to me he looked like some guy that was like trying to like smoke weed or something in the parking lot so we didn't really think anything too much about him we were like waiting for him to leave he finally left and we go into this funeral home and it's like just completely so it was everything was like looked like it was just about to be open or whatever like someone had just walked out of the place everything was just left Mm. there it was a cool place but again my girlfriend was waiting outside for us and she calls and she's like um there's like two guys that just pulled up again and she's like screaming at us to get out and we're all the way like down in the basement or whatever so we like run out, run in this, it's like right on the corner. So you can obviously see that we ran out of the building. We come back around to get in the car and the same guy that was smoking weed, I guess, whatever we thought he was smoking weed, he was with them and they had just bought the place. So she's like trying to go up to him to like stall them to before they go in, trying to see if we could go in and take pictures. And they were, they, they knew we were in there, but it ended up the place was active, I guess, again, another place that was active so stupid that we didn't like those are just dumb mistakes i i mean i don't really have like dangerous things like with dogs or anything or like sure. security i'm usually pretty careful about stuff like that only thing is yeah when you do stuff like that you really have to research places especially like funeral homes because those they turn over so fast yeah and unless it's been empty for a long time you never know who bought the place that's like the riskiest stuff that i think i think we've done yeah. I mean, I, I kind of have a similar experience with this kind of stuff. Like I haven't experienced any dogs or anything like that. I've had people on the show that have had, that have been chased by dogs. Mind you, like there, those stories are out there for sure. And you know, people that are listening to this, if you want to listen to those, like just dive back, back into the other episodes. But, uh, what do you do when you're not exploring abandoned places? Um, 
I have a family. I have two daughters, teenage daughters. I do a lot of stuff with my kids. Um, I love cats. So we foster cats. We don't have any right now, but we usually foster kittens. I've actually found like baby newborn kittens in, in bandos like twice. And I brought them home and tried to like Aww. take care of them. But like, they're so young that they usually, and they're like, they usually the mom has just left them. So they're already sure. sick and they die. But yeah. I was mostly stuff like that. I have my two kids. I, I do a lot of stuff with them. That's awesome. I love activities. that. I'm what what do they think about your exploring? Um, the oldest one, she doesn't really like it. Um, <laughs> she, she thinks like we, I remember when I first started, I was walking around this hospital with them and she was like, Oh, it just smells like mold. It smells so bad. Mom, why do you even want to do that? I'm like, cause it's, it's just so much fun. But the younger one, she's actually come with me a couple times, um, Same. just to like, like places that are just completely like easy, non-risky, nothing like that. Yeah. I won't, I won't take her in anything crazy, but of course she likes it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I, I talked to a, a guy on here and he travels around the country with his kids and they go to like old farmhouses and like that's his thing is like he loves farmhouses and he's brought his kids with him. And I think it's it's cool to like bring bring them into the fold of like what we love. Yeah. You know, I think it's super yeah. special that that you kind of do that and are kind of like uh, exposing them to this this world that you love and like your passions. I think that's super cool. Um, Every time. You... Oh, go oh, ahead. Every time when I come home, like on the weekends, because I usually explore on the weekends, they always like come and like listen to what I did or how I got <laughs> in. It's it's just it's a fun thing to do with them. They like to oh, listen right. to stories. Awesome. That's super cool. And do you prefer to explore alone or with people? Um, usually like I like exploring with people, um, but sometimes it's it's not easy sometimes the places are like really risky it's i've been exploring a lot lately by myself more but um i like i like hanging out with people i like to you know experience the whole thing with them have memories and stuff like that yeah especially like on road trips it's fun to go with other people you're driving in the car you you know laugh about jokes listen to music stuff like that so there's always like a million memories that i have of road trips and traveling with people so it's sometimes it's more fun to travel with people, but sometimes, you know, it's just the place it's more, it's easier to get into by yourself. Definitely. Uh, and then do you have any goal places like bucket list items uh, that you're dying to explore? Um, definitely. I want to explore in Italy, France, cool. anywhere over overseas, anywhere like that. I love to travel. I travel, I've traveled a lot around the United States, but overseas definitely is a big goal for me. I want to do those like, like castles and stuff like that. Those are yeah. just really cool. It's just something that you don't see in the United States at all. For sure. And if you could live in one abandoned place you've explored for an entire week, which place would it be? <clears throat> wow. I don't know where that would be. Man, there's been so many places. And for a week, maybe, um, I don't know about anywhere that I, I guess I would say six flags. I did um, six flags down in New Orleans. Oh man. I don't know if I would want to stay there for the whole week because of the animals <laughs> sure. that are there, but sure. <laughs> I definitely, I needed way more time than I was when I was there. I could have, oh, I could have, like I told when we left, I was like, I could have spent like two days here at least just Dang. out of everything that there was there. 
Yeah, that's definitely a place I need to get to. And I'm so close to it. Like, and I, I've had like four opportunities to go and I just like haven't done it. And it, it drives me crazy because I know that it's not going to be there forever. They're going to level it or they're going to turn it into something else or they're, they've been trying to sell it for years. Like who knows what's going to happen with that place, but I definitely need to go see that. It's like one of those like iconic places, you know, right. it's like, you know, I don't want to compare it to Chernobyl, but it's like one of our like America's like right. Chernobyl, if you will, you know, yeah. It's I definitely high up on. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say it's definitely high up on the bucket list for a lot of us. Yeah. I went to New Orleans like three times and I, this, the, the fourth time is when I finally went to New Orleans, uh, to Six Flags. I couldn't believe it. I, it was just, it was crazy. I don't know why I had such like a buildup of that place, like with security and being so nervous. And it wasn't even right. really so much security. It was like everybody's talking about the alligators and, or what yeah. crocodiles and all the animals and stuff. And I was like, I don't want to mess with all that stuff. So even like people that live down there, they were like telling me about it. So I was like, I don't really want to live, like deal with that. But finally the fourth time I was like, I'm going here specifically for this and I'm going to do it. And we did. And it was totally worth it. Oh, so cool. I'm definitely going to get down there. Uh, What do you hope for the future of urban exploring? Um, I really, I would like, I really would like to see, uh, I don't, I don't, as far as like urban explorers, I really would like to see people be a lot more nicer to each other. Yeah. And for like the buildings, just, um, I don't know, just document them as much as you can because they're never going to be here anymore. And that some of the places have just like the craziest architecture and you're never going to see that anymore. All the buildings that are being built now are just so like bland Mm -hmm. and they don't have the just that architecture i don't know i don't know how to explain it it's just the look of everything of all this old stuff that you see in these buildings it's never going to be here anymore and just document and document document as much as you can yeah they don't make them like they used to that's for sure (laughs) and uh last question for you is what is something you know now that you wish you knew when you started exploring I know. I wish I knew a few things. Um, I really wish I knew how to research spots better. That's one thing. Um, a lot of times, like, I know in the beginning, I asked a lot of people, like for a couple months, I was asking people how to get into spots and what spots. And it's just, it's more, it's, uh, I don't know how, how do you, describe it it's just more gratifying if you actually get to research the spots find right. out everything about it and always i know one tip that i always have is always check the doors on places because they're usually open instead of i know there's been a million times that i have tried getting in places and i found the hardest way to get in and then we'll walk around and the door is open yeah. like, or there is no door <laughs> right yeah exactly <laughs> So good. So one more time for people that want to keep following your journey, uh, tell them where they can find you online. Um, I'm on Instagram and TikTok uh, under Chicago Jen. And that's it. I don't, I don't have anything else. I don't have Twitter or anything like that or YouTube. All right. That was my episode with Chicago Jen. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to this episode of No Tracers, the podcast. If you did, please leave a rating and feedback and I will send you a signed photo print of an abandoned place that I have explored. 
And uh, all you got to do is leave that feedback, take a screenshot, and DM it to me at no.tracers on Instagram. I'll get your address. I'll send that out to you. If you guys want a copy of my book, you can also DM me there. I can get you a copy of the book, or you can go directly to just the letter K.com slash no tracers, and you can pick up a book, a duffel bag for your gear. If you do cosplay, if you do modeling, and you need a duffel bag that's heavy duty to take into these abandoned places that's not going to just get destroyed, uh, check out the duffel bags. They're super cool. I actually have two of them that I take with me when I travel, um, and they're super sturdy. I love them, and I loved designing them. Hope you guys like those thank you again for listening if you're a new listener please hit the subscribe button and i will talk to you next time for another episode of no tracers the podcast stay strong keep enduring go out go explore something and remember leave no trace